0: A New Beginning, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3.
1: Well, can you get a good deal from buying a car from a rental company? Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Good afternoon. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money radio show. Actually, the special Car Corner edition of Prudent money. Today in the studio, as he is every Friday. I don't know why I keep forgetting that, Tony Joe.
0: Listen, it's no big deal, but I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, I, I did have your mic turned up. But anyway, Tony Joe's with us, as he is every Friday, to take your car corner questions. The number to call is one 913 We'd love to hear from you today. Whatever is on your mind, as long as it is to deal with cars, we don't want to ask Tony Tony Joe questions that uh, might get us in trouble. one 913 5357 Okay, so I know a lot about you, Tony Joe. Really? Well, I've known you for a long, very long time consider you one of my closest of friends. Okay. So you. there's there's two things that I'm I'm going to two gifts I'm going to give you today. Okay. There's because there's two things that I know that you love. You love predicting and forecasting the weather. It's kind of a an amateur hobby and and I'll have to say the one time on the air that you predicted uh, snow and ice was it was years ago. But nobody believed you and sure enough there was snow and ice i will point i'll give you that credit so let's let's start with the first Or it
0: could have been just dumb luck
1: <laughs> yeah. a lot of that mm-hmm. let's let's start with the weather mm-hmm. what do you what are you seeing because you know i know that i go throughout throughout the day because i'm always fascinated by it i check it and see if it's changed and that kind of thing what's the what do you think the weather's going to do
0: well, I think it's going to get very, very cold starting not on Sunday, but starting tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow afternoon is when it's really going to start filtering some of that cold air, and it's going to be dramatic. Uh, you know, it's going to be really, really cold from what we're used to, and and then on Sunday, it's going to get, it's going to stay cold. It's not, it's going to be cold. Well, that's easy to say that because. That's what everybody's forecasting. But I really believe we're going to get some, not a lot, but we are going to get some freezing rain, which <clears throat> bothers me in this way, Bob, and a lot of people don't always understand. If you get, like, one-tenth of an inch of ice on the power lines, uh, that's can be bad. But if you get more than that, like we're supposed to get probably a third to a half an inch. The thing that bothers me about that is not the driving conditions on the roads, but the fact that it builds up on tree limbs. Tree limbs break, fall on power lines. Power goes out, it's cold, you got no electricity. That's the thing that I see as a majority problem than icy roads. And I do believe at the end of it all, by Monday night, we're probably going to have some snow flurries just to top it off. Right, So and everything
1: will melt back and refreeze. And,
0: well, it will stay cold oh, through Oh, no, Tuesday actually, probably won't melt. And, right, it'll right. It'll stay cold through, I think they're saying Wednesday, but, you know, I have no way to, you know, they've got access to weather balloon data every six hours, and I don't. <laughs> I can only look, there's no big secret, I just look at the weather radar all the time, and I study the patterns, how they're coming across, mm-hmm. and I will say this, in case I'm right, we got wave after wave coming off the coast of Japan. You know, you can see another wave, another wave, another wave. So, depending on how how long it stays cold, you know, you may have another round of this. So I don't, you know, it depends on the timing of the events, and you know, I can only wild guess at it. I can't really determine anything. I wouldn't want to go up against Pete Delcus or anything, but you know watch it (laughs) i I will no no i mean i will say that uh i think we're going to get probably some freezing rain out of this at the very least right and that brings us to a whole plethora of problems with cars and everything
1: i I can't remember this but back in 2021 we had the great ice storm Mm -hmm. that was just absolutely horrible Mm -hmm. i don't from what i remember they weren't they weren't
0: re- even remotely predicting that, were they? Yeah, they were. They were predicting they're, they're, snow. Well, but yeah, but not I mean, they, not, not, not the, to the extent that it... See, the, here is the little secret about Texas that I've discovered. Okay, this is my own personal observation. I'm from. I grew up in upstate New York, way up near Canada, and it was cold all the time. And you know, I was used to it. I grew up in it, uh, and was it was just like daily. I mean, we scraped our windshields from you know, right after Labor Day sometimes until May. So it's easier for the people that are used to it to predict cold weather. Down here in Texas, where we live, we don't get a lot of ice and snow, and it's a little harder for our guys, our weather guys, who are good guys, but it's a little more of a challenge to predict accurately things like this because they're not used to it. So I will stick up for the weather guys and say that. And, I, and you know, I just think that it's, it's really hard to predict anyway because storms and fronts speed up and slow down and cold fronts speed up and slow down and the timing is off. And if it's just right and you get enough cold air with enough moisture, you get snow. Well, and you also got to factor in that we're talking
1: what, what most people miss when they watch a weather forecast, the probabilities mean a lot. You know, probability—a percentage probability mm-hmm. of something happen, happening—is much different than
0: it's going to happen. Right. Then that's you know, it's easy for a weather guy just to say 50% chance of rain or not, and he still gets paid on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't say he was wrong.
1: One eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven. Okay. Now, my second my second gift to you today. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody were to Oh, walk, by
0: the way, was that a gift?
1: Yeah, to give you an putting opportunity. Putting me on the
0: spot like oh, of, that? Of course. That's well, where, that's thank you, do you the, sir. That's where you
1: do the, your best work. <laughs> so the second thing is, if, if they could see in my, in, in the uh, Prudent Money studio here, on the mic, you have... And, and I have no idea where you stole this from. I don't even want to know. <clears throat> but uh, you have an ESPN, what it a collar... On, on the mic to to make it. In fact, you even had someone take a picture of you so you could send it to your buddies to tell them you're on ESPN. So I'm going to get one real quick. This is not uh, the uh, invitation to give an elaborate explanation. Who do you pick on Sunday between the Cowboys
0: and the Green Bay Packers? You know the answer to that. I can even tell you the score. It's going to be Green... It's going to be... Uh... Cowboys 30 Green Bay 14.
1: 30 14 okay
0: yeah. I mean what's the big deal about that <laughs> that's easy to you know
1: well all I know is you're going to be you're going to be uh, way out of control much like this entire city if they go to the, uh, the the Super Bowl
0: you know it, I was around 92 93 and 95 oh when yeah. had the Super Bowl and I you know the the thing was <clears throat> crazy with the parade a lot of people weren't around then don't know but the parade was crazy. It got out of hand. There was a shooting. There was, uh, they were storming the floats, uh, endangering the lives of the players because they were trying to climb on the floats. And there was, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, uncivilized behavior. Let me put it that way.
1: One eight seven seven nine one three five three five seven, and that's all I got for you, Tony This isn't Joe.
0: Philadelphia, you know.
1: They're probably going. When are they going to stop talking about uh, non-important things and talk about cars? Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about cars. And I found I found this article so very interesting. And uh, you came in. I said, "Did you hear about what Hertz is going to do?" And you are all over it. You could, we start talking about it. But Hertz is selling about twenty thousand electric vehicles from its fleet, including many uh, Tesla Model S sedans. And uh, they're trying to balance out their supply and demand. So, I, I excuse me for one second. I just
0: want to yeah, make sure, this point. Sure, they're eliminating all EVs from their fleet. Oh, they okay. They're eliminating. All right. That you say selling yeah. twenty thousand, you might think they have forty, and they're getting rid of half of them. No, they're eliminating EVs from their fleet.
1: So, I just looking at the article. I was looking at some of the pricing of the, the, these. Uh, teslas were going for and uh they had mileage kind of all over the map mostly high mileage mostly 75 80, miles which will with a lease car that's you know, expected expected right. so we can talk a little bit about that but i, I got it makes me it makes me wonder do we really have enough data on how long I, how many miles a tesla can go do you, you know what i mean right because you don't you don't really talk about the longevity of one
0: and another thing that we don't know, and that is, they're just now hitting the market as used vehicles. So, what is a used Tesla S worth with, say, eighty thousand miles on it? Well, <clears throat> I would not know right off the top of my head. I, I, but I would say this. Well, now, how? What is there? A, how about the battery? Because that's the first thing that's, I that's would wonder about. That's the biggest issue. What about the battery? And if I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for the car and have to pay 20 grand for a battery you know you've got to factor that in well I looked
1: that up and it said they, I love these answers they'll go 300 to five hundred thousand miles well is it 300 or is it 400 is it 500 is it 600 they don't really know that sounds like like a big guess to me
0: you know it's interesting about a battery even if it's a lithium-ion battery it's huge but How you use the power in a battery, that is to say how it's discharged and recharged, have a dramatic effect on its life expectancy. Right. If I were to take a car battery and run it dead every single day and charge it up every single night, that battery wouldn't last. That's so true. It wouldn't last very long at all. But if you use it properly, as we try to tell people about alternators and things, you know, don't. Make sure the alternator is charging the battery. Don't wait for the battery to go dead and make the alternator work too hard and all that.
1: one This is Bob Brooks. Stick around and be right back. Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost, change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepherd applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory
0: on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Dynamic, practical,
1: life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost, change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepherd applies the timeless truth of Scripture
0: to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio,
1: KDKR. Hi, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. You know, marriage and money can be a toxic combination. The best way to avoid arguments over money is to practice this principle. Show grace unless you are perfect. We all make financial mistakes. Treat your spouse with grace and love versus making them wrong and yourself right. Listen to the Prudent Money Radio Show on Bible School Radio 91.3. Prudent Money, the home of the modern-day steward movement. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. What does that say about when I turn the mic down on myself? I forget to turn it back up. <laughs> uh, number to call, 1-877-913-5357. Do you have a line open? Okay, so you were talking about, and I, and I didn't think about this. That's That's interesting when you talk about you're going to take a battery, you're going to use it all up, drain it all the way down, and then and then charge it all the way back up just to do it again. And and that makes me wonder, how, how, do, you, how do you build a battery like that? I mean, that, that, well, that's a lot of...
0: Yeah, now let me just explain something so that kind of you can understand my uh, thinking behind it. Because like this is just my own personal opinion on things. So I do know this, that when you run a battery down and recharge it and run it down and recharge it and run it down and recharge it, and it, and recharge it Bob... The solution is battery acid, but the plates are uh, made of material that will give up electrons to uh, uh, make electricity flow inside the electrolytic solution, which we call battery acid. And that's how you end up depleting. It's just a natural occurrence. You deplete the plating material, and after a while, the battery is no good. So think about this. The way it works in an automobile is in a gasoline-powered car. Now, we're talking about a 12-volt battery. You start the car in the morning, and it takes a little bit of power from the battery to run the starter motor and start the car. Once the car is started, a belt-driven alternator provides electricity to put back into the battery to recharge the battery. So the alternator is not designed to charge a battery. It's really designed to keep a good battery fully charged. When I say good battery, I mean a battery where you take a little bit of power from it to start the vehicle. You want to put that power or energy back into the battery. You want to replenish it and you do that on a constant day-to-day basis over and over, and that battery lasts years, because you're taking a little bit of power from it and you're putting it back, and using the electrical system on the car does take some power from the battery, but the alternator is constantly replenishing it. So having that in mind, let's look at a car, say, a Tesla, that somebody or any electric car it doesn't have to be a Tesla. If it's plug-in, the person runs it down to twenty percent, ten percent, maybe, and then they get it charged up. And this may be a, a, a decision they have this' not not a decision, but this is a this is a uh, routine they go through simply because of convenience. They drive it to work, they drive it home, they drive it to work, and then it runs down to a certain amount, and they charge it back up. Well, Eventually, that battery is not going to last as long as one who takes the car out and comes back to recharge it and replenish it, whether it needs it or not. It's always going to need some because, obviously, you drove it. But keeping it fully charged is going to extend the life and life expectancy of that battery far beyond the other classic example I gave you of a busy person who... Just drives and runs it down, and then charges it back up when they have time. You
1: see, now I would think, and yeah. I was going to ask you this: I would think that you would run the bat, you would do, you would hurt the longevity of the battery if you came home and there was only a quarter percent use, and you filled it up. You never let it drain all the way down. But you're saying it gets kind of opposite from that.
0: It, uh, yeah, well, I'm. The thing is, a lithium-ion battery is far different than a. Uh, wet cell, 12-volt, dry cell, uh, 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 automotive battery, okay? So there's a lot of differences between the two, major differences. But they use the same concept in charging and discharging. So it probably wouldn't happen as fast with a lithium-ion battery, but it would happen over time. And when you deplete the battery and the material, then enough, then that battery is no longer going to be any good, and you can't, you, you you know, shorter and shorter trips, and pretty soon you can't go anywhere with it. You're going to have to replace the battery. So my question is, how do I know that that battery, what kind of life expectancy does that have in it if I'm going to buy this car? What can I expect? Because the prices, are very, the prices
1: are very, very, uh, very low. I mean, when you start thinking about it, what you have to spend to get a new car, you pre-owned car today. And the reason we bring up the battery, because that is a, I can't pinpoint exactly what the cost is, because I've heard a lot of different amounts throughout the years, but it, it's an expensive replacement. I mean, like seven or eight grand is one got kind of consistently here.
0: You know, uh just to bring up this point, it has not directly to do what we're talking about, but, you know, a hybrid. Now, we're talking about, like a Tesla, is a plug-in. You take a hybrid, which has a gas engine that can also run on an electric motor. It doesn't have a transmission. It uses an electric motor to drive the vehicle itself, and it can recharge while you're driving. So that is a step up, in my opinion, in technology. A hybrid would be a step up in that respect about how long a battery life would go. I, I would think a hybrid battery would last a lot longer than a plug-in. You see, it's it's charging. You don't have to plug in a hybrid. There are some that you can, but you got to realize there's the gasoline automotive engine. Then there's the hybrid, which is a gas engine and a generator. Then there's the complete plug-in, which is completely run on a battery.
1: So tell me this, and this may sound like a, a, a crazy question, but um, if you take a car like a Tesla, how how much, how much many parts are regular, the same parts you would see on a gasoline car? Uh,
0: well, you're still going to have suspension and brakes and things like that that you have mm-hmm. to contend with. Uh, I'm not, I'll be honest, I've never worked on a Tesla. I don't work on electric right, cars, so right. I don't know. Haven't seen them up close and personal, but I do know that certain things on the car still have to be maintained. Uh, so I would say that you know there's there's similarities. The the basic propulsion system is completely different. But
1: I guess the point the, the and you may not know the answer still got to have this, tires and things when like when when you get seventy five, eighty five, one hundred thousand miles on these cars, do you think they will be More expensive to to maintain or less expensive or
0: tough to tell? I would guess they'd be more expensive simply because Tesla is a brand of its own, and it's not out there in uh, great supplies out there. You know, Bob, the thing is supply and demand, and if you're manufacturing a lot of parts, generally the price goes down. Tesla you know, is kind of on its own, and there's not as many of them as there would be Chevy pickups, so my guess is it would be more expensive to maintain. Okay,
1: let's talk a little bit about the weather. We've got about three minutes left, and and talk about what not to do when you, you know, you you get a covering of ice outside, Mm -hmm. and you think, ah, no big deal, and you go to, uh Scrape the the ice off the the car, kind of get in the car, warm it up. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what not to okay. do.
0: Okay, here's something that uh, I just want to go over because if we do get a little freezing rain uh, over the weekend or next week Monday, you got a little glaze of ice, and you come out now. If you're not able to park in the garage, then you're going to have ice on the windshield, ice on the doors, ice on the windows. And, you know, basically all over the car. Now, one of the things that costs a lot of money that people do not knowing, so I'm trying to give this information out, do not grab your plastic door handle because it won't open. Don't try to break through the ice and then open it because if you force it, you're going to break it. It is now made of plastic, and they can be costly to replace. Uh, So you want to be careful, and what I generally advise people to do is just kind of take your— The end of your hand, make a fist and use the end of your hand to just kind of lightly break the ice. If it's not that hard, you know, it's not two, two inches thick, you can just break the ice with your hand before you pull that door handle. And be careful when you pull the door handle because the ice around the door itself may keep you from pulling the door open you open the handle and it still won't open why just use your head just just tap around the outside of that door and kind of break that ice loose so that the door will open once you do get the door open you got to realize that if you start the car up and you turn on the defroster right away it will blow air onto the windshield you don't want to pour hot water on the windshield. You don't want to try to do anything to melt it. What will melt it would be if you'll get in the car and start it up, put on the defroster, and as the water in the cooling system warms up, the defroster will start to slowly blow warm air and hit the inside of the windshield. In the meantime, you are out there scraping the windshield uh, because you don't want to try to turn the wipers on either. If the wipers are embedded in a thin coat of ice, all you're going to do is hurt or possibly break either the the you know the, the wiper arms, the blades, the linkages, the motor. You don't want to do any damage to that stuff because it wasn't made to fight itself out of ice. It was made to, you turn it on and it's got nothing but water in its way. So these are things that can cost money. Try to be careful if you experience any of them.
1: Bottom line, just be careful. This is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day.